Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Watchmen with Jay, Jack, and Matt. My name is Jay. My name is Matt. And I'm not Mike. <laughs> and welcome to the show. Uh, I'm sorry, actually, Matt. Actually, my name was going to be typical man not... creating creating life in 90 seconds, but I couldn't pass up being Mike. Yeah. Or not Mike. Doesn't. I, you, yeah. you know, Jack, I, I feel simpatico with you or just all of the, the years podcasting because when I, I heard the 90 seconds joke, I was like, I bet that's Jack's name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just it just uh, it just leaps out at you, right? Yeah, it's kind of like if there is a lane in which Jack generally stays in ninety percent of the time, it's that line. <laughs> I was not, well, I'm not a bitter person, so I'd stay in that lane. <laughs> I wanted to be Eddie's bar, so I, I like that little call out too. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming the comedian. And uh, the fact that there's a, a bar in Saigon named Eddie's Bar. So, nice little... So, wow. Um, this episode. Uh, right. You know, uh, just a mind-blowing, uh, amazing... I, I, can't, I'm, I, I can just keep going on and on with adjectives and superlatives, but, like, unreal. Unreal episode in which... You're following a character like Dr. Manhattan who, you know, from a timeline perspective, jumps all over the place. And um, it's a fascinating kind of way to tell a story. And, like, to me, there's no better marriage than, you know, someone who experiences existence like Dr. Manhattan and Damon Lindelof who loves, I think, kind of being in that space. And then putting them together, like having that character and having the mind of Lindelof to kind of give us this story of kind of catching us up on Dr. Manhattan as, and everything is kind of been going on with him um, as well as the present kind of storyline is just incredible. Like, and, and just tying up with the, the chicken and the egg thing. And we kind of said it early on, like the egg uh, oh, was yeah. kind of uh, earlier on in the season. Like, Oh my gosh. Like just so the egg's been there the whole time. Right. Mm hmm. And then you're tying into something as simple. What came first, the chicken or the egg? It's like mind blowing. It just ah, oh, so good, so good on so many levels. And in the tunnel, like you know, who knew that? Like her comment about the tunnel, like and how yeah. it would relate to this episode. Like it wasn't just a throwaway word. Yep. That you know, um, and the fact that we got Cal, who's been there the whole time, but kind of the you know, I don't know, unsung hero. <laughs> and then it just <laughs> steps behind the curtain and, and it opens up. So, mm -hmm. um, and then the title of God walks into 
Abar, and the way it was kind of put in the title was Abar, so Angela Abar, so right. a, a Jack huh. level pun there. Um, like, oh my god, just so. Jack, Jack you've been quiet. What? Well, I'm just, I'm just listening. I, I thought it was fantastic storytelling. I mean, you've had three episodes in a row where people, I haven't been on the internet yet today after this episode, but I'm sure people are saying, oh my god, best episode so far of Watchmen. Um, I, it just was fantastic storytelling. I mean, I was, I was just, you know, listening to it, how the, you know, the wording was going on. I've, you know, I've, how he's saying, this is what happens to us. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And just, the, it just, the acting going back and forth was fantastic. And, and then we got some questions answered too. So. Yeah. Like in, in how it was just that, that single single conversation in that bar in Saigon. Um, and, but it also, while he was doing that, he was ex- experiencing all those other things at the same time and tying it into the story. And, um, and really kind of as the viewer really sensing and feeling how Dr. Manhattan perceives time. Um, and then tying into that joke of what came first, chicken or the egg or existential question, what came first, chicken or the egg, um, is just, uh, yeah, I was just kind of left in awe of of this episode. It was so good, and you know, while it maybe only spent five minutes, you know, in the present, like that moment is the reason why you know he is in love with Angela, right? Like it, because he sp- experiences it all at the same time, um, right? And just I, in terms of you know, uh, amazing storytelling on television, like tops, like just tops of the pops. Um, <laughs> like just so good. It, it reminds me of like a, like a game too. Like in the fact that uh, it just, uh, it just keeps building, you know, um, this, this episode off the previous episode, it's, it hasn't let up um, carrying through the story. And, and the thing is, is, is writing notes for this show is, is becoming harder and yeah. harder like i i went from like four sometimes eight sheets and now i'm down to two yeah and, and they're just words um like heidelberg germany and the blue danube yeah um so it's and just... uh, gershwin's uh uh rhapsody in blue which again uh, rhapsody in blue it's in blue rhapsody in blue plus gershwin that that whole piece of music is kind of a, a, a hybrid of jazz and classical and um and you know each performance is slightly different like again just God, so many so many angles to this episode that we could dive into do we what, what do you want to pick is like the first one that we we dive into i'd, I'd say the, the walks into the bar like the main storyline of, yeah. of their introduction as characters yeah no yeah absolutely i think that's i think that's great um and it kind of i love how it bookends where you kind of have it opens with that and then closes with that um and then there's just these little moments that happen in the conversation that basically then it kind of like transports us to those moments that he's experiencing sorry my oh <laughs> my alarm yeah my alarm's going off there sorry is that telling you to go to bed it's it's my it's my evening um, you know reminder for Christmas Advent stuff you know like get the things ready for tomorrow so you know I knew ten years ago that fo- your phone was going to go off <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I had a had a cooler like tone to go off you know that's like the lamest yeah, it's, one yeah it's like yeah it's so, so like stereotypical you know yeah dun, 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 dun. 
Um, okay, so <laughs> that that totally broke do- broke open the egg there. Um, <laughs> this, uh, so he he's wearing a mask, and we never get to see his face throughout the entire episode, which mm-hmm. I thought was a, a, also just another level to this. I loved this it, I, honestly. Episode, yeah. I mean it the way that it played with it, the way that it didn't overemphasize it, but mm-hmm. kind of also revealing his identity slowly. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, and I so. liked how, you know, once, once he kind of assumed this cow character or, or you know, this person that, that died, um, and then when he came back, he still kind of looked like him, which I thought was cool. I think it was a neat way to, you know, allow allow this Dr. Manhattan to be its own thing and kind of push forward. Um, and, uh, and I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name. Is it Yahya uh, Abdul Mateen the second, um, who uh, I saw him in Aquaman and he was dope in Aquaman. Um, but uh, oh, is, okay. he in a, is any, in anything else? I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, he's in the watch. He's in the watchman. <laughs> I, I really, <laughs> I really liked um, Regina King's performance in in the bar specifically in this episode. It was just really, because it's really her voice and her yeah. like kind of take on it. Because he's so blank. I mean, he's kind of like a, you know, he doesn't have a lot of charm. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's got an uphill battle. Um, so. But she's but she's really not playing in she's like uh-huh yeah whatever type of thing for most of the uh, for most of the episode but i love that it kind of he had the moments to kind of go into his past like um and then really kind of re- explaining this um europa you know Eden oh, that yeah. he created um and you know what he experienced his love and the first time he saw you know those those two uh, having sex and then that's who you know were um, um, who he created Crochanks. Um, oh yeah I, I mean it, it explains all of that and it does it in a way that even if you're like oh clearly this is where Vite is I mean I don't know. It's it's not hiding it so much. It can just be what it is. But it is also completely explained by the end of the episode, and we'll we'll get to Vite's story. Um, but then explains the, that that manor and that castle. Why was it? Why was it significant? And it was very simple in that you know that was this this place that was important to him in his own past that he wanted to you know kind of bring to this uh, Eden that he created. And why he chose that building is because you know he was given that Bible and she, they told him to you know whatever you do when you're grown up, create something beautiful. And, and this was, you know, kind of the cherry on top of that ice cream that he created in the, um, this moon of Saturn. So uh, that was Jupiter. really cool. The, the moon of Sorry, Jupiter. Sorry, you're right. Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah. Moon of Jupiter. But I'm just um, protecting you there. No, I appreciate I mean... it. I appreciate it. But, you know, in terms of, and it's, it's really cool, and it's something that I really enjoyed in Leftovers, but he is on another level with Watchmen. <laughs> But in Lost, there was an often used critique in that the mysteries, the the questions, they just didn't really have satisfying answers. And, you know, I think a lot of that could can be attributed to, you know, they were just kind of writing as they went along. It was, uh, it was you know, got it almost 20 years ago uh, when or 15 years ago when the show premiered. 
Um, it's just a different landscape, and it's neat to see him in the modern, you know, television storytelling where, you know, he can create these interesting storylines. It's like, I wonder why that's the way it is, and then have a really satisfying answer and a really, you know, an answer that really makes sense, you know, with the where's Ozzyman is, why is he there? It's like, oh, well, he's obviously you know, he thought he saved the world, but what happens after you save, you know, existence and, you know, he just wanted to have some sort of you know something else um, and that's why he's there, but clearly it's not what he wanted, but um, yeah, I just I, I, I all of the little answers that we got to stuff today, I thought was really well done and, and was very satisfying. Nothing was like, Oh, that's kind of lame. It's like, no, everything was really cool. Well, it, it completely improves the, the first half of the season as well. Yeah. In, in kind of showing you like the depth in which he knows these servants and, mm-hmm. um, also with, with what we get at the end. I mean, it, it, or why it, they're so subfer- subservient, right? Cause he was like, I want right. to create, you know, beings that weren't, you know, selfish and kind of, he wanted to create a place of peace and stuff like that, um, which I thought was an interesting take on, you know, uh, those, I guess, beings would be kind of boring <laughs> in the scheme of things, or at least from <laughs> Ozzy Mandius's perspective, uh, can get kind of old pretty quickly. But it's funny that he volunteered to go there. Yeah, it's what he wanted, but it's kind of like, uh, and I think yeah, but we always, of, well, first we were assuming that he was being held prisoner there, right? Yeah. And I think we've met plenty of people that um, complain about different things, but guarantee if they were put in the situation where they wish they could be in, would be miserable pretty quickly if they actually got what they say they wanted, right? Oh, sure. Even having servants that do whatever they want so for you and, and never questioning well they make the same crappy cake i mean that would drive anyone crazy well, eventually they'll put a horseshoe in it so. <laughs> and yeah. they'll get it right <laughs> with seven candles on the uh cake yes seven candles horseshoes good luck seven so he still has lucky number. he still has three years uh to get to um I'm just saying that the horseshoe is is good luck, and so is seven candles, right? Seven is a, good, a lucky number. It is a lucky number, yeah. So maybe that's why the you got some notes over there, Jack. Yeah, I'm just looking back and forth. Oh, okay. I um, yeah the the timeline thing that that kind of threw me because as as they were in that bar scene, there's all of these numbers being thrown out. And I'm like, okay, if this is 22 years from this and this, and finally they just say it, you know, it's like, oh, it's 2009, and yeah, right. <laughs> um, I was told there'd be no math. There's math all over my my notes, so we can just <laughs> scratch that out. And um, but it's it's two, you know, ten years ago, so it's 2009, and like like Jay said, there's still three more years of of whatever uh, Vite has to go through. So, well, I like she also tells him that she hates Doctor Manhattan and why. Oh yes, that's right. I thought that was I thought that was a really good scene where she tells Doctor Manhattan why she hates him. Yep. You know, you destroyed the village of Viet Cong and 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 this guy, the, the 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 puppet guy, and so anyway, I, I enjoyed that scene. Sometimes the you know the previously on 
stuff can can bother me because you know it, it's obviously reve- revealing something that's going to be of importance. But in this one, I thought it did a good job um, of set of setting up why. Um, sorry, um, lost my train of thought there. <laughs> um, there was something in that that opening sequence though where it it set up. Uh, masks. I'm sorry. Uh, coming back to masks, uh, the the quote from um, the previous episode, and and so thinking in terms of Doctor Manhattan wearing a mask and atoning for this pain or this trauma that he caused her, is an interesting play on the the whole mask theme, I guess, mm-hmm. because for the most part, Manhattan never wore a mask, and I think either we talked about it last week, but the idea that as it progresses, he loses more clothing and his connection to humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, here we see him taking on humanity um, completely. Mm-hmm. Like um, at one point, I wrote down Superman two. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this the plot to Superman two? You know, he he basically gives up being, you know, omnipotent and mm-hmm. is kind of just human. But even, okay, so then answering what happened when uh, 7th Cavalry attacked him in the first place, right? It was like this uh, instinctual reflex, uh, and he zapped him. Um, And there's a little bit of uh, um, self-fulfilling prophecy where, you know, he's out there and saving Angela. She's trying to save them. It's like, well, he could just zap anywhere in the world immediately, so just do it now if you know you're going to get taken away. So maybe... I, I do think there's probably something to to, to, for, to his plan. Yeah, to his plan. Or I do see, you know, something just in my own mind thinking about, you know, being immortal, living forever. Uh, like, to me, it's it kind of life loses its meaning if you live forever. Um, because then, you know, what is time? Time does kind of become irrelevant and then are you are you truly experiencing anything in the moment there is no end to the to that life um and maybe you know for manhattan he kind of one he welcomed not knowing but then also maybe he's welcoming you know his eventual end in that you know if he can die or he can be killed in some way um it, it might give his life more meaning from his perspective possibly um yeah, and there's that great Queen song, Who Wants to Live Forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's where my mind was going when you were talking about that. <laughs> Who Wants to Live Forever. But right, and I, to me, like, if, like, what would be the thing for somebody that's omnipotent and, you know, ever-living whatever, like, for him, right? Like, what, what is there to... So he might welcome the possibility that he could die or something like that, or the possibility that he doesn't know what's going to happen next. I feel like that would be you know, an adventure for him or something at least different or a change of pace. I think the hard part would be knowing what's going to happen next all the time. Right. Yeah. That, that would drive me crazy. Well, and it drove her crazy because that's their fight that he, yeah. that he talks about. Yeah. That happens six months from there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. From the, um, yeah. It was kind of hard to keep up with all of the, yeah. the different. Ask me to leave. <laughs> well, there was, yeah, there was kind of three, there was the, uh, the, in the bar six months from there. Uh, and then kind of what nine, the love nine years, sense. nine years and six months from that point was our, our kind of three big okay. storylines, not counting the Adrian fight, which was 
uh, was that seven years after he left there. So seven years after 2009. So 2016 is where we were at with the post credit scene with Adrian Veidt. So there, there, there's your timeline, Correct. Sarah. You have 2009, uh, which what was uh, Vietnam Victor- Victory Day? Anyway, so it was tw- 2009 that day, six months from that. Um, 75 then, or 76 right it was it was i thought it was 76 because her birthday was 76 and that was an easy thing for me to remember okay so, so it was 22 years from that um and then 2009 six months after and and that's where he uh went to adrian Vite, um got the uh the little ring thing also had the conversation with um uh will reeves um, and then also had the conversation with Will Reeves and Angela at the same time in 2019, uh, as well which, as which gives us our answer. Which gives the answer to how did he know? Oh about my gosh! The, yeah, because yeah, I, another... I, I, I thought it was just last week or the week before. We're asking, how did he know? Right? How did he know? And it, it's like because there was no clear reason why he would know, and you find out that Angela gave him, told him. Yeah. And then obviously, I said, wow! To me, that was that was the best scene in, right? in the whole episode because I was like, "Oh yeah, wow!" And like you were saying earlier, Jay, how these questions are being answered and they're not like half-assing it. It's like, yeah, wow, man! I I didn't see that coming first, and it was and, it was a real Desmond. It was, it was Penny, well done. It was a real Desmond Penny moment too, like with the whole time time jump, you know, and them talking at the same time, but like apart. I don't know. I just. That was an interesting way of, and then of course, like they mentioned the whole paradox. Um, I was surprised that Angela didn't say something about eggs, and tell my grandfather to eat an egg. <laughs> well, there's one thing where he she said, "I told him I I gave him I told him the answer," and she and he and he says, "Is that bad?" And that's the last they we hear of it. Right? Or that was that a bad thing? Or is because he he kills. He kills Judd, and, and, Which and he sets says, "Is that chain of events in motion, right?" Yeah, right? And she, yeah. And she goes, "Is that a bad thing?" He goes, "Is that a bad thing?" And so, yeah, we we don't know yet, right? But I, I but again, I love how it ties into the what came first, the chicken or egg. Did she caused this whole entire thing, uh, chain of events, to happen? And, and right. it's yes, she did. But is that a good or bad thing? Yeah, like what? And I, we don't know. We don't know the the fallout and the ramifications of that. Absolutely. Um, but it's still, it's a really cool way to answer that question. And again, it makes, and since we've ha- we have that backstory, she took his nostalgia and we know why even saying Cyclops is probably something that's going to really kind of hit him in a certain oh, way. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Um, and well, get and into it. He, yeah, he would totally, he would totally investigate it. Like, even if he's an ex-hero that's like, you know, that, that would totally spark his interest. And I mean, you get visited by Dr. Manhattan and time talk to your granddaughter whatever man like it's he's gonna he's gonna follow that lead i would think i'm um, also him there. being in uh, nelson's home after he passed away i thought was interesting yeah yeah no that was that was really that was a nice i don't know tie-in i guess to like i guess the the, the whole minute men and yep. kind of it's, it's funny because it well he's just an associate you know or something it's like <laughs> um and, um you know, uh, something I really liked about this episode, and I, I can't remember which issue of Watchmen it is. Um, I, I have the book graded, actually, comic book graded. But it's the one where it kind of goes in and it tells the Watchmen's backstory. And 
this episode kind of had a similar echo to that where he's kind of going back into his past and then his present and his future all at the same time. But what they kind of what I loved about this episode is just how it also drove the story forward in a really like compelling way. Um, and, you know, now we're set up for the season finale where, you know, Seventh Calvary is, um, you know, they got Dr. Manhattan and they can't we don't want them to get all the, the power of Dr. Manhattan. He also talked about how he could pass on his powers to someone else, which is right. terrifying. Right. That's basically, you know, the power of nuclear weapon, uh, w- nuclear weapons times 100 um, being able to pass on someone else is, is terrifying. Um, I, I guess they used just a big red light to get him. So, so that's all you got. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like, who knew? They're like, oh, opposite of blue. blue. Well, actually, the opposite isn't red, but still. Nice call. Red shift, nice blue guy. shift. Um, <laughs> and then, so the one thing we didn't get in this episode is the connection to Lady True, right? Because um, yes. she kind of set this, this chain of events in motion in terms of Angela going back, smacking him in the head to take out the uh, ring. Um, but, uh, you know, whose side is she on? It would seem, just me watching this episode and kind of reading where it's going, that, uh, you know, Will Rees maybe went to Lady True and kind of sold her on this entire thing. Um, and that mm. there, there's what is that alliance? Because Dr. Manhattan you know, spoke of this alliance with Will Reeves. He, and we assume, yeah, he sent the kids there with the grandfather right. as well. So he may have set up all this stuff in conjunction with Will Reeves and Will Reeves also working in tandem with Lady True. Uh, seems to me to be how she's going to get, is being pulled into this story. Well, isn't she trying to change history? Well, she's trying to stop Seventh Cavalry, right? That's what right. she's told. So that's what we've been told. Yeah, so maybe that's what she's trying to do is she's she'll once maybe she'll change what happened after she's got yeah, they, she's cap, got they 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 uh, destroyed or captured uh, Doctor Manhattan. My only thing is that I still go like the equipment that they're using is her has her logo on it, so I, I still wonder like is there is there a connection between her? And but, I know but she doesn't. But she doesn't. But we we theorize she didn't like. Uh, Dr. Manhattan, right? Well, I, I had just put that out there, but it just makes me wonder, though, why do, sh- do they have her equipment? Because it, it has her logo on it, um, unless they stole from her, like, you know, some Back to the Future kind of thing. Well, maybe, she, maybe she's using the 7th Calvary to capture him, and then she's going to use, she's going to destroy and change everything hmm. from there. Maybe. I mean, maybe because I, I don't think they could just walk in and get her. She's not stupid, so there's no way she's going to let them just walk so, in and steal her equipment. So do you think we're going to get her backstory in the next episode? Because, I mean, it, she is seems to be the biggest character that has – we have the most – Well, if she's, gonna, if she's going to be important to this, I guess we'll have to because this is the final episode, right? It's a final yeah. season finale, so – Yep. Or we don't have to because, you know, there's potentially more seasons to come, right? It did just say season. It didn't say series. So, yeah. Who knows? But I feel like we're we're going to get something because at least Damon on the 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 other podcast, which I won't mention. Um, what the official <laughs> podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can mention you, you, it. You, okay. 
I thought maybe it was Jack that was giving giving me grief about. No, I would never do that. Oh, okay. Go ahead and mention every podcast you want. Yeah, okay. Jack's very like you know isolationist. Jane, Jack, Network first, but me, I'm fine. I just want to build a wall around myself. Yeah, that's all I want. All right. <laughs> I just know that he had mentioned about having it feel as complete as what the comic did, so that that these episodes were. You know, uh, to be to be viewed together, very similar to like how there's only yep. the, the the twelve issues. You know, we're and getting it feels nine. like that, and you know yeah. that's his intention. I think he's nailed it. Um, you know, and for a season two, I think it could be. I think it could very well be whatever story that he or he's spoken about. Maybe just like letting it, giving it to somebody else, uh, could want to tell. Um, but I think that's what's made this season so compelling is it is a cohesive story from beginning to end uh, that we're getting. And it's, and it's done so well where, you know, even if we do get questions and there's mysteries, we're getting answers to them at, you know, breakneck speed. I think we said last week, it's just like a long movie. Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's one part I, I, I wrote down here. Um, the, the picking of the cadavers, um, when when we see that scene and that apparently happens I, I guess in that six month after period um, but we see the different bodies and it's it's weird that she didn't pull out this body f- first I guess I don't know I don't know why she was hiding this body like did did she just assume that John wanted a white body like or I don't know like, probably right just, she's probably like well that's who you probably identify with but then you know like, i don't care like i'm a blue right being well she did at this point does she does she care about him yet i think so right she's I'm, i she's mean yes yeah, she's yeah she's going into the morgue i mean you know i know but it would is it like she's still like uh you know no i think i think at this point she's okay but anyway i, was, I, I wasn't getting that vibe that they were they were hitting it off yet well, she was the one that proposed uh, a body, right? Yep. So, um, I feel like that's a that's a pretty firm step into like. Well, she can't go anywhere with a guy she hates, and everyone's going to know who she he is. Be like well, Norm from Cheers. <laughs> there's a, there's a scene when they're looking at the cadavers, and we it's the first time we get to see uh, Calvin from from one side. It looks like there's this bluish kind of hue on his neck. Um, yes, and I was wondering about that because he apparently had a heart attack, you know, sudden or what have you. Do you did Doctor Manhattan choose this body? Because he, I mean, it seems kind of weird. Like I don't know. Like, You're saying he killed him? Maybe. I mean, he he's, well, he's killed before, so right. Like, what's one, what, what's one more? Maybe. I. It just seemed weird that it had this bluish. Hugh on the neck, um, almost like, like it was in like the blood. Ch- like he choked, like he choked him or something. Well, they, they, she, re- she read the report. She said heart attack. So well, they, they could, they couldn't do an autopsy though because they didn't have, they didn't have any money. Mm. I Remember that? I, I thought she said that. Uh, mm. Well, yeah, that's why the, that's why they pick these people because you know they have names, social securities, whatever. But you know, no family, no next of kin, and they're just going to be you know uh, cremated and. Uh, ashes spread over Saigon, so you know, take your pick. right. So. Well, just putting it out there. No, I think it's I think it's an interesting thought. I, there's no reason 
that can't be true, right? Because he's kind of omnipotent. He's everywhere at once at all times. So, yeah, it could work. It's I go work. with it. Uh, any other thoughts about this episode before we turn over to our listener feedback, gentlemen? Oh, um, you want to talk about the the end? Yeah, we already talking about and Vite and, and Antarctica, like yeah, like Vite like was looking pretty haggard there. And right, if you think about it, it's been twenty, twenty four years, whatever it's been. Yeah, it's it's two thousand nine, basically. And, and who wants tomatoes rubbed in their face? Oh no no I'm I'm sorry you're, we're jumping to the end that's oh right. no but him being was in the, Antarctica that's yeah 20, 2009 so twenty twenty four years so he's he's wearing this jacket and it, it just kind of felt to me like he was still kind of trapped in either the late eighties or nineties or, or something like that <laughs> like yeah, he right? felt all that, like out of all that yeah, pressure all that tech was still nineteen eighty five yeah. And then he's collecting the the squids out of the atmosphere or something like that. Like well, he's, he's setting it up, and he's the one that's been setting it <coughs> to the Earth to kind of keep people in line, uh, which then uh, makes me ask, like, who's doing it in his stead? And still in 2019, maybe he sets it up on autopilot or something. But... Right. Huh. Okay. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, it also explains kind of, like, why there's this thing that's th- this these storms of, like, mm-hmm. You know, he's squids. doing it. He's, I think he's yeah, putting him he's over the... Madagascar was the map uh, that he had there. Hmm. That's that's pretty interesting. Okay. Um. All right. Um. What else did I have in my notes here? Um. Oh, uh, John comes back as Blue Cow. Uh, I had that written in my notes, so I thought that was that was interesting. That I thought it was it, cool. I thought it was a neat. Yeah. Like again, we kind of already. Uh, been attached to Cal, and he's kind of taking on this form, and I think it allows this pre-Angela Dr. Manhattan to kind of be that Dr. Manhattan. This is a different Dr. Manhattan, and he's he's evolved and changed because of Angela, and I think him keeping that form works for me. Yeah. Well, I like when he was, the kids were yelling, Daddy, 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 and there's a there's a man walking on the pool, and Angela goes, that is your dad. And he said, this is important for you in the future, which hasn't happened. Right? So I'm curious to see what that's going to be about. I And that's, yeah, that, that kind of made me made me wonder, too, because um, just the, they kind of made a point, at least twice now, that he can walk on water. So And he, he said um, the pool then being hit, or it's going to, and handy in the future so um i also wanted to mention um just about his past and the fact that as john as a, as a boy uh, witnesses sex and then he gets a bible which is a really w- weird way to encourage kids to read um but then the fact that his <laughs> <laughs> his creations are kind of like his adam and eve which you know she mentions Genesis, so there's just a nice well, he, little like he, 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 he drops the apple. Oh yeah, there's the apple in that scene. Great, yeah, yeah. I like that. Huh. Um, I just liked how that tied that whole storyline tied together and kind of made a nice little circle as far as like his creations becoming this Adam and Eve based off of like kind of what he saw as a child, right? Who gave him a Bible and then he creates this Eden with them in it. Like it's its own Bible. I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange, but cool. Um, I just love, um, so much, to, so much to like about this episode and I can't wait to rewatch it. Yeah, um, me too. Me too. There was nothing to hate about it. That's for sure. Yep. 
Um, and so the end, you wanted to, to talk about the end and the whole, you know, will you stay master, which I thought that was kind of a cool way that it cut into the credits so that you kind of knew something was coming. Yeah. Like the and music. Then- because it's obvious they're still traumatized from Dr. Manhattan leaving. Um, and that's why they don't want Adrian Wright to leave. Um, and it's curious to see, okay, he's got this horseshoe, so he's going to dig his way out like Shawshank Redemption style. <laughs> he needs a poster. He's got three years to do it, right? <laughs> right, yeah. He's, he. I, I'm, I'm assuming that well, we're going to see him. It took Andy like 20 years, didn't it? Uh, Adrian Wright's a smart guy. He can figure it out. All right, okay. So uh, the book that he's reading, Fog Dancing, um, is by Max Shea, uh, who is the author that uh, the fictional author that wrote uh, Tales of the Black Freighter. So there's oh, this, cool. yeah, interesting nice. insular connection there. So, um, and uh, we also, sorry, I'm just still thinking about Vite and like, like. We we learn that his plan B and the plan A and the whole ring, and this idea of like uh, he had he had another way. I guess I thought that was kind of an interesting like way to like reframe the, the first Watchmen. You're basically like, oh, that was my plan B. You know, I, I don't know. I just it, it was fun. I I thought it was a good um good way it to did. set up. It was nice to kind of see. Uh, an aftermath of the original uh, comic book series and what Adrian Veidt did. And 24 years later, like he, he did this thing, but probably what he thought was going to be the aftermath is not, you know, nobody's, nobody's praising him or, or whatever. So it's pretty cool. Right. And Jeremy iron irons at the end though. I just love how haggard he looks like (laughs) (laughs) no makeup. All right. Well, that is what we thought about the episode. Now it's time to go to what you all thought with some listener feedback. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with some listener feedback. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Listener all right it's listener feedback time have some emails to jump into uh first up here is chris from buffalo this is a couple days ago so this is not related to uh this episode unless he knew unless he knew unless he's (laughs) dr manhattan there you go i've got a theory regarding who set the seventh cavalry in motion we'll have to see how things play out in the original comic, as part of the Between Chapter segments, Vite is being interviewed. There's a question regarding the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And Vite responds that with something like the Seventh Cavalry is on the other side, easily looked over by even someone looking for details in the book, I think it's a huge clue to his master plan. Perhaps he wants Dr. Manhattan clearly out of the picture and is using the Seventh Cavalry as his pawns to accomplish that goal. I do believe Vite is somehow trapped in the statue as well after his trial. However, that may also be part of his plan. Set in place prior to his exile to Europa. Loving the podcast, guys. Chris from Buffalo. Mm. So now that we know why Vite's there, and it wasn't necessarily an exile, even though it turned out to be, and maybe that's what Dr. Manhattan knew it would be, um, you know. Well, I think Dr. Vite Manhattan would it. know. Yeah. But, you know, Vite asked for it and wanted it. And again, he, 24 I, he, years. He gave, an, he gave an option, but I'm sure that Dr. Manhattan knew what was going to happen. I wonder if he still thinks Vite's trapped in the... 
the um, statue. I think the statue is made out of chocolate. Once you get past that gold. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> um, but thanks, Chris, though, for, for the email. Um, and uh, I, right. I got nothing to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, last email here is from Ethan. Uh, yeah, Ethan. Man, that was great. I can see why the post credit did not belong in the main episode. It was Dr. Manhattan's volume of the comic series that is the show. The whole episode was his point of view. Uh, the chicken in the egg pool scene is stuff of legend. Recency bias, hyperbole, I know. No, I agree. It was just like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so good. Totally engrossing the whole time. Agreed. Have a good week, Ethan. P.S. No Baby Yoda merch until March. Boo. <laughs> uh, listen, just enjoy this period of time in which there is no Baby Yoda merch because soon enough there will be nothing but Baby Yoda merch. So just savor this moment in history. Savor yeah, because, you know, 10 years from now, um, when there's there's no plastic left, people are just going to be sucking out a Baby Yoda head, you know, <laughs> bobble kind of things, you know? <laughs> And and don't count Watchmen out because I think in episode nine we're gonna see um, Doctor Manhattan as a baby and it's gonna be just as cute. It's gonna be so, cute as hell. As, as, as Baby Yoda? No, no, it's just a it's just a baby Doctor Manhattan. Manhattan. I know maybe Doctor Manhattan, but is it gonna be like Yoda? Maybe he takes Yoda's form. No, no, no. He's just like a cute little blue baby with big yeah. blue eyes. And those will be ready for you at Walmart. It's, it's gonna be tough to beat. It's gonna be tough to beat uh, Baby Yoda. Yeah, it's it's years. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for giving your feedback. It's always a fantastic part of the show. I enjoy getting it. If you'd like to send in your feedback, WatchmanJJM at gmail.com as well as our phone line at three eight five three zero nine zero three eleven. We record podcast right after the episode drops. Uh, so well, not right after, but relatively. A little after. Um, and uh, <laughs> we used to record Lost like an hour, I think, after it dropped. Maybe half hour, hour. Um, but anyway, uh, definitely you have a moment to get that stuff in uh, if you do want to make it to our show. Are we recording live next week for our patrons? I believe so. Uh, next yeah. week for our finale episode, we'll be broadcasting it live for our patrons um at what level do we do that for guys I, it's been a while. at the five million dollar level five million okay so yeah really if you really want to experience it live five is it fifteen dollars or the five dollars that's what i don't remember i think it's 15 the, for our 15 I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the five you want to do it since it's we only have the east coast <laughs> no no it's fine it's, it's 15 dollars we want to like short okay. people that, that give that much so if you do want to uh join us live for the show uh, and you are a fifteen dollar or more ma- uh, patron. Boom, you're already there. If you would like to be, uh, you can uh, say you're at any level. You can pump up to that fifteen dollar mark, and you'll get access to it next week. Um, and uh, you know, if you want to dial it back down for that, that's fine too. You know, it's uh, listen. Whatever you can contribute at any time uh, is what helps make these shows possible. And we're thankful for every penny. And I want to take a moment to thank the people that make this show possible. Our patrons. Especially Tackle Tokyo, Eckhart Richter, Maggie the Magnificent, Joanne with the Plan, Drake the Destroyer, and Ed the Creepy Letter Carrier. If you're using Amazon, it's the uh, holiday shopping season. 
And there's no better link to use for your shopping than janejack.com slash Amazon. Uh, it'll be the normal Amazon that you know and love, but a small percentage of all those sales will go to the Jay and Jack production fold. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Jay and Jack group, where we have fun TV show discussions about all different types of TV shows, uh, including Watchmen and uh, Mandalorians on there as well. Uh, you can chat with fellow-minded uh, f- enthusiasts of television shows. We also do other podcasts on this network. I believe Dancing with the Stars. Is that done yet? Still a thing? No, it's over. Over. There you go. Uh, Survivor <laughs> uh, with Jay Jack and Colleen. Uh, Way to pay attention there, Jay. It's, uh, this was not... <laughs> I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. That's, uh... Well, we, I said it last week. It was the last. It was over. You, it's done. He, he does I was have in you New there. York. I was in Manhattan. So was just, oh yeah, you were living that high life. Different time. That's life. right. You were in Doctor Manhattan's hotel. Yeah. And I'll be in Manhattan again later this week. So it'll be fun. Um. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> check that out. If, uh, no, it's already over. Check out Survivor with Jay, Jack, and Colleen. Uh, there's only a couple episodes left of that, so we'll be closing out that season. Uh, and Owen and Baru's Barbecue covering uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, Matt, when are you guys recording your episode five, The Gunslinger? Uh, Tomorrow. And uh, I'll just say that Mike Bloom is our guest this what? week. So That's yes. a big get. So. I, I couldn't get him for the first episode, so that was a real bummer. Um, <laughs> did you did you have to go with like you know? Because then you asked me, and I was like, oh, I can't do it. So what was your what was your third backup, or maybe your fourth backup? Well, then I was one? like, hey, Ralph, are you available? And then no, no, we had Jack, and Jack <laughs> still likes to claim that that it was the the most downloaded episode in, in the history yeah. of all Lost podcasts, apparently. So. <laughs> Thank you for everyone. Well, that not made that not the history of all lost podcasts, but the, of Owen Baruch, probably yes. But um, no, I see what I need to do now is everybody needs to go out. listen to my episode on Owen Baruch because I was on uh, this past week. Uh, so definitely go check that out and make mine. But Mike Bloom is a good get because he's so busy. Yeah, exactly. That's a it's a tough schedule to get on there, but. Uh, he is a uh, wonderful person to listen to. So excited that he's going to be on Owen and Brew's Barbecue this week. And then uh, uh, the the rise of Skywalker uh, coming out in a couple weeks. So I assume you guys are going to be covering that as well. At some point, somehow we're going to squeeze it into the, our schedule. Mainly, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out. So if, if my kids end up appearing on an episode, then you've been warned. So. <laughs> well, uh, still, uh, I'm hearing good things, uh, you know, from Ralph. He has a couple friends that have seen it, including had a conversation with Michael Giacchino, and he said he really enjoyed uh, The Rise of Skywalker. So um, cool stuff abounds there. I'm excited about it. And I'm sure well, Nick, Nick like it. That's all I well, care about. Uh, listen, we seem to figure out what person on the Internet is going to, like, write a critique about it, and then Nick will just regurgitate that exact thing a couple <laughs> days later. Wow. So. We don't have to worry about knowing what Nick's gonna say. Wow, <laughs> this is this is the the after the credits rolled part of our show. Anyway, Nick's, Nick's just sitting in Colorado. The hell just hit me? He's not listening this long to this show. But uh, yes, check out all of those podcasts as well as Ramblecast After Dark and the broadcast still going strong. I'm sure you guys are doing a lot of holiday themed episodes right now, right? Some type of verses. Oh yeah, sure. Related yeah. like favorite Christmas cookies or something i don't know um but check it yeah, all out jayjack.com or jayjack.com slash itunes that'll do it for this week's episode we'll see you all next week for the finale 
of The Watchmen. Holy moly, it's going to be amazing, and we'll be recording it live. We're doing it live. Okay, for our can I just ask one real quick question? Yeah. We've had three weeks, and all the episodes have been good, but three straight weeks of just great television. Yeah, straight fire. Yeah. Okay, can they... Can they go? Can they go the distance? Can they go to the ninth inning? Can they finish it strong? Yep. Or will it be like, oh, that just just kind of let me down? They haven't yet, so I'm gonna say, yep, it's gonna be awesome. I'm I'm very hopeful, so very optimistic. So all right, I'll be I'll be very hopeful too. Look, this show was one in an egg million. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. On that <sighs> note, Oslo and goodbye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.